Infobooth Ladies is an unofficial podcast. All views expressed are our own, and we do not speak on behalf of the Minnesota State Fair. And now, on with the fun! Cause we're the Infobooth Ladies, the Infobooth Ladies, in sun or rain. For all 12 days of the greatest get-together in Minnesota State, the Infobooth Ladies, the Infobooth Ladies. For any question, when you need direction, we'll get you on your way. Hello and welcome to InfoBooth Ladies, a behind-the-scenes podcast about the Minnesota State Fair. We are your hosts. I'm Kristen. I'm Kathy. And I'm Margie. And our guest today is Jim Corby, who is currently the superintendent of the food building. Is that right? Correct. And has had many other roles throughout the years that we'll hear about today. And we're so excited to have you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. (laughs) You're welcome. Anytime you can talk about the fair, anytime throughout the year, it automatically brings warmth and joy. Yeah, Yeah, that's just how it is. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up right in Como Park. I grew up exactly... um, Right in the middle between the park and the fair, right by Holy Childhood Church. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. So I used to deliver papers to the fairs. <laughs> that was part of my paper route. Okay. But that's how my love affair first started was when I started delivering papers, because then even during the fair, I could get in for free. Oh, hey, what a deal. <laughs> oh, what a deal. But, uh, but prior to that, um, my dad always went. I had a neighbor that worked in the Treasury Department at the State Fair. Basically, in a nutshell, he always... he. Two days before the fair, he'd come back and say, here, here's 12 tickets and give me 12 tickets, one wow. for every day. And my dad would give me three bucks and I'd be up there for 12 hours, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, back then, $3 would go a long way. Oh. I used to get my Peter's hot dog for a dime. <laughs> well, here's the good thing with that. In fact, uh, Luann and I joke about this. Luann McArdle, who's, you know, who owns Peter's. And I told her this story. I said, so when I used to go there, when they were under on the east side of the grandstand. The east right. room of the grandstand. Yep. I worked there for Peter's Hot Dogs. Did so, you? Yeah. And you guys were always so nice because here I was, a six, seven-year-old kid. And I'd go in there and I there were sometimes I didn't have any because I'd blown it all in the arcade. Oh. <laughs> but you guys were always so nice because you couldn't serve the broken ones. Yeah. So oh. you guys would put some in a cup and then whenever I came by, you just gave me those for free. Or the, oh. hot, dog, or the hot dogs got too mushy. Yeah, exactly. Oh. That's so awesome. yeah, that was always that was always so much fun. But and it was the same thing. Um I forget the gentleman who owned that arcade, just you know, fifty yards from there or whatever. Yeah. But I'd be playing all day long and and he was so funny. He had two pinball machines specifically that he taught me if I, you know, he goes, when we're slow, if you just, he told me exactly where to hit it and I can automatically get like five games really? pop up. Yeah. He had two machines that were that just, <laughs> that he, knew, that, that that he a- knew they were real. Yeah. And so he goes, but you got to promise me you can only do that when we're not busy. Mm. You know, I said, yeah, no problem. So, mm. you know, all of a sudden I'd look around or I would go to the window and say, is it okay? And they go, yeah. And I go over and I just give the thing a knock right, right <laughs> underneath the handle. Turn like up Fonzie and ding, ding, style. Ding, ding, ding. I get five. <laughs> and everybody else is looking at this guy. Wow, are you good? Well, no, no. That was that was why he didn't want me to do it when anybody else was around. Oh, okay. You know, that's why he's like, no, but he says, I'll let you do it because you live here. But, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so me and the fair go, I think. It was your playground. 
Oh, totally. And I remember, I mean, it's unheard of now, but when I was seven years old, they let me go up there by myself. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I, my daughter's 15. I don't know if I'd allow it now, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's. So, I was in seventh grade before I got to go without my folks. Well, yeah, so that's well, quite a I, difference. Yeah. And it kind of slowly built from that. I delivered papers there. And then I think I was just going into high school, mm -hmm. actually. Mm hmm. And it was one of those things where my dad's like, okay, you're, you're in my hair. I, I got to have you do something, you know, I mean, <laughs> despite all the sports. Yeah. <laughs> and so he went up and, and he talked to Mr. Libby and he says, well, just send him in. He goes, yeah, but he's not 16. He goes, have him lie on this application. <laughs> this was, this was long oh, before, this was, <laughs> this was long before you had to worry about any, you know, I mean. So, uh, so actually when I was 14 and 15, I actually worked for Mr. Hermes in a greenhouse in the summers. Oh, you did. Yeah. And, and, and during the fair. So you started at 14. How many summers did you work in the greenhouse? So the greenhouse, I worked two. Um, and then my junior, senior year, and actually the year after. So like 81, 82, 83, I worked service crew in the summer. And then I just worked during. And what the, does the service crew do? To, so the service. Well, it's changed. It's probably changed dramatically from, you know, what it is now, because a lot of things, if you did that now, <laughs> you know, um, but what we did back then, like right out of the gate, like the Monday after school got over. So we'd get out of school, like on a Thursday or whatever that next Monday we start. And I remember we used to work for like Gino Nardini and all these guys that were superintendents, superintendent on a different level, not in a building, but actually just of a crew. They just okay. called him a superintendent. Mm -hmm. And so there was probably, you know, sometimes 15 of us on a crew. Wow. And so what we would do immediately is we would go down to the, we would start in the barns, all the crews and- no particular order. You'd go in there and they'd have all these steam guns and we would have these bright yellow, almost like rain outfits, rubber sure. outfits, you know, sure. big boots and everything else we'd put on and these big thick gloves. And we would each grab, we'd each grab a steam gun, you know, at about 140 degrees or whatever. Wow. And we would start with the walls, you know, and just, and we would just totally steam clean Huh. All the barns down there. Wow. I mean, it, and you would just see this and it would all just come flying off. I mean, when we were done, it was clean. Hmm. Wow. So, but we used to do that. And then, and then it was just general maintenance, just whatever. Once we were all done with that, you know, you'd show up and, you know, it could be a plethora of different things, you know, depending if a storm blew through, we were doing, you know, Picking tree pick up and, but yeah. So then you, then you, you did, you were a, worked in the service group or whatever. And then you went to as a gate captain or taking tickets or. So back then, um, back then the best, the best time was, uh, do you remember the yellow trains that used to yes. go around the fair? Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was the main gate. It was Machinery Hill. It was the Grandstand. It was the DNR. And then up at the time, Mexican Village. Yeah. And then it went back up to the front. I was a conductor on the back of that thing. <laughs> now, what year are we talking about? So that was, um, this includes when I was 14 and 15. So during oh. the fair, I actually did that. You know, so up through, up till the fair, I did greenhouse stuff. And then after that, they put me on the trains. And like a trolley or I can't visualize this. Yeah, it was, it was a train. It was a 
honest, like a little trolley car. I it mean, was, it was, there were two, two box cars. Okay. Right. And, and then they, and then they yeah, had what seats. looked like a, an actual train front, you know, and then they had a bar, a bar on the back with a big hook on it. And that's what I used to stand on. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. And you pay like, what was it? 25 cents or 50 cents. And you got to see the whole fair. Yeah. In- you just went around. And it- the reason why the whole thing had to come to an end was it worked out great in, you know, in the eighties and, but then once the crowds started to really increase, you know, you don't think of that much now, but when, when you only had a hundred thousand people, the trains could still get around. When you start getting 175,000 and upwards, you you couldn't move down around the grandstand area. You know, you you couldn't move. And so then all the trains would get bunched up, Mm -hmm. you know, and then nobody could do anything. Nobody could get on or off. And that's when you're you're talking about train. I remember a trolley, Sort of like the ones in San Francisco, where there were seats along the middle and then open. The red ones. Okay. So the trains were always yellow, bright yellow. Okay. But the trolleys were the ones that went from like the back of the band shell up to the parking lots. Exactly. That's oh. what I'm remembering. Yeah. I, I just, you know, it, it's funny because uh, we reminisce about that sure. all the time. We're yeah. like, oh, you know, buddies will come by that I used to work with back then. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, that was just, that was just so great. <laughs> but we used to get there at six in the morning. And our first job was to go in and grab rags and wipe off all the benches at the band shell. Mm. Um. Get all the dew uh, off or if any bird had done anything, <laughs> you know, and uh, and clean everything up there. And then and then go down and all the trains every night after we uh, uh, we parked them out on the racetrack. Oh, sure. Sure. You know, and that was kind of the other benefit is at the end of the night, you could go out there and we'd all park them up high because you had you couldn't allow your lights because the show was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so we'd go real slow and we'd get up and we'd park them up on the ramp and then we'd just sit out there and watch the concert. <laughs> I mean, it was Willie Nelson, Kenny Rogers. I, what, I mean, I've seen them all a hundred times, you know, from that. <laughs> And we used to just sit out there and then literally we would just lay on the track because obviously the, the track is banked mm-hmm. or, or it was, you yeah. know, and all the fire marshal and everybody else, what we'd all be sitting there, fireworks go off right above you. Oh, wow. how fun. And that was again back now. Would they let anybody do that? No, now? Yeah. no you know, <laughs> but back then they're just like, well, just don't get hit by anything. <laughs> okay. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. You, wow. you know, I just. I'm straining here. I cannot remember the trains. I remember the trolleys. And the reason I remember the trolleys is we're talking years ago, my grandma Kerrigan, and I'm old. So this was a long time ago. We rode a trolley from one of the parking lots and they turned a corner a little bit fast and my grandma rolled right off the trolley onto the street. They stopped very quickly and she wasn't hurt, but oh my goodness, that was a scary thing. She was a little old lady at the time. <laughs> see, and that's how the trolley was, or the train was how my mom used to get around to see the fair. Oh, sure. Yeah. Because, you know, she's working at the booth, you know, our food booth or whatever. And yeah. she goes, okay, I can pick it up here and I can see the whole Just fair. take a break. and <laughs> Take yeah. a break and see the fair. Wow. So, yeah. The main gate was always the hub. Mm-hmm. So you would go around five times and then you'd get a break okay. then you'd get mm. you'd get a one lap 
break, which is about <laughs> 20 minutes or whatever. But our hours were from six in the morning and I believe we got paid till midnight. Oh, wow. wow. I'm three blocks away from the fair. <laughs> I would, I'd get off at midnight. I'd, I'd run, it'd take me three minutes to run home. I'd jump in the shower. I'd be in bed by 1215. You know, I'd get up at 545. Oh, I'd man. brush my teeth, get dressed, and I'd be at the fair at six o'clock. You know, I mean, it's just, could I do that now? Now you'd no, have to carry, gonna... you'd have to put me in a casket to get me there. But so how long did you do service crew for? So I did that for, I want to say two years, eight years, I believe. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And then, and then I had to get a real job. <laughs> and then, you know, I got married and had to get a real job. So that was, <laughs> and then I left the fair for, you know, about, I don't know, what was it, like 15 years. And then I came back in 2005. Mm -hmm. And then I've been there ever since. So, so technically I just celebrated 25 years couple of years ago, I think now. So yeah, this will be 27 years for me, I think. So Jim, are you a full-time fair employee? No. Oh, although, no. although, you know, we start like, in fact, our first meeting for superintendents is April. Well, I'm going to the one on April 12th. So we already started April 12th because there's so many people, as you guys probably well know, they just think that, you know, Brigadoon. Yeah, just well, appears. Just, you come and you flip the switch and, <laughs> yeah, and all the, everything is clean. Jesus puts his finger on the fair. Whoosh, you know, it, all, it all comes to life, you know. But um, the one thing, but that's the one thing I always love, though, is just kind of just connecting with everybody. That's like when we sure. met last mm -hmm, year. Totally. And we started talking and then and and here was the funny thing. I think it was just the day before or two days before his first time I met Jimmy. Oh, yeah. And we Jimmy should, has been there forever. We should tell this story. So you and I met um, in 2022 at the kickoff to the fair. Correct. Because um, Jimmy Jehoda, who we've interviewed on the podcast, right? was working in an information booth. And I was like, <laughs> Jimmy, that's my job. What are you doing? <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> so I was chatting with him and he was like, you got to meet this other guy, Jim. He's, you're going to have to interview him on the podcast. He's so great. So then you and I started chatting and it was towards the end of the event. Oh yeah. And I mean, they turned off the lights on us. The police cruisers <laughs> came through. We were still chatting about the fair. Yep. <laughs> I had to text my husband. I'm going to be late. <laughs> <laughs> All these Jimmy's talk way too much. You know? <laughs> We've been laughing because... The first three episodes that we're recording for this season are all white guys named Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot about Jimmy Jehoda. That's be four. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, wait, why did we start talking about the kickoff? Because you were talking about Jimmy Jehoda. Yep. Did and I so that you? was so when I met him, so here's the funny thing, because Jimmy's worked at the fair forever. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't know how he's been around forever. I bet I never met him. <laughs> And I'm like, that's impossible. I knew, I knew everybody, you know. And well, that's the thing about the fair, right? It's just so vast, and there's so many. We talk about these little microcosms, you know, and it's there's so many people who put so much love and care and work and energy into making it happen, and like that, two people like you and Jimmy Jehoda could exist and not know each other and be so in love with the fair and so devoted to the fair. Like that just goes to show, like how big it is. Oh. Yeah, it, and I love when we like people like you and I when we find each other. You know, it's like, oh my god, there's more of us. Oh, that's I it. Get relative. Yeah. That's it. You're almost like we should do this like once a month. Just have you know this big old thing. It would make winter so short. You know. <laughs> 
So when you came back to the fair in 2005, what did you do then? So that's when I, uh, so Dave Woodis, really good friend of mine, really great guy. He, um, Dave used to run the grandstand, the East side. And so then when the, when the gates, when the outside gates came up, the admissions part, he took over that and he was having some issues at the loop gate. Okay. I, and so, uh, so he asked me, he's like, Hey, next year, would you, you know, so this is 2004 and I happened to run into him when I was out there, <laughs> never stopped attending the fair. I just didn't <laughs> work there. Um, and he's like, would you be interested? And I go, yeah. So then I started down there. Um, yeah. Into the so 2005 you, you were a fair. Gate, gate at, captain. Yep. Gate captain. Okay. Then? Now you're going to need to explain to me <laughs> what is involved in being a gate captain and running the loop gate. So the the busier gates were gate five, which is the main gate on Snelling. It was was probably always the biggest one, you know, and then and then gate nine, which is the loop gate and 19, which is across the street on Como. Mm -hmm. were pretty much neck and neck because that's where all the bus traffic went. And, mm -hmm. you know, and so when 19 got full, it would automatically come across the street to us. And then, of so course, buses would drop off at the loop nope, gate. Nope, but the crowds, the crowds you know, did. the crowds, okay. because that's when the buses were down. That's when the buses all kind of went. Yeah, sure. And um, which made it especially tough at change over time, you know, when the cattle and oh, all that's gosh, changing. Yeah. Oh, my out. goodness God, gracious. But we also ran um, not to gate nine. So to get to answer your point on how it kind of did, you had to have your regular crew. But we were also in charge of gate 10, which is just the slide gate that's behind the miracle of birth. Mm -hmm. And so basically our job was not. I kind of, you know, we had a lot of people when I first started that just stood there like robots and just mm -hmm. took the ticket, did this. And <laughs> okay. after about an hour, I was going nuts because yeah. I'm like, guys, the fair is fun. <laughs> I mean, smile, yeah. say hi, <laughs> you know. And there were a few people that just didn't want to do that. Mm. We made it work for that fair, you know, but then I said, you know, do you really want to? do this and they're like well you know and it ended up where they didn't and then i got a bunch of customer service people i, I was in banking forever so okay. i got a lot of customer service people and people are coming up we're, we're screaming at them from 50 yards away hey how you doing <laughs> you know and i mean you know and but that that's what makes the fair so fun yep. you know it's that whole point of contact where the best thing that I can always say about the fair is that truly, if you like the fair, right? I mean, there's some people that don't, mm -hmm. and that's fine. Yep. But we the don't understand them. No, exactly. Yeah, you scratch your head a lot. Um, but it, but to me, it's amazing. You really don't run into that many crabby people. Yep. Mm -hmm. But it's it's the whole atmosphere, yeah. and that's what that's what we wanted to create at the gate. Yeah, mm -hmm. was from the time that you got there, you were going to have such a good time walking into the fair <laughs> that it was only going to be a you know we used to say every step you take in it gets more fun. You know, <laughs> it's, only it's just get just anything that you could do to before it got to the point where they go, I hate this place, Okay, you know, yeah. to, to sit there and have that kind of a greeting and that kind of an atmosphere was just great. So I had, in fact, the crew that I had hired really in 2006, other than maybe a couple people, I had same crew every year. 
Oh, great. And so when you see that, when you come back every and people mm-hmm. recognize, uh, you know, yeah. different yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so, you know, I've seen generations of people. people but, but when you're a gate captain, you're responsible for hiring your staff, making sure everybody shows up things like that and correct that it's clean and whatever yep. and that everybody shows up so that's a lot of responsibility yeah. to do that yeah no and, and, and how it, large of a crew did you used to have so we used to down there i had probably around 20 per. you know but then when you bring up when we when 16 opened then i went from 20 to 80 people so gate 16 is, is the now, west end market is now the west transit end market hub. yep the transit yeah. hub yep and i i pretty much the four years that i did it I had somewhere between 78 and 82 people, you know. So, Jim, you worked the Gate 16 when it first started as the bus. That must have been huge, having, getting that all organized. I tell you, Dave helped me. Dave Woodis helped me a ton. You know, my boss, you know, he's, he's done it a long time. And the one thing that I, that I loved working with him about is that you, we would just sit there and just shoot ideas off each other, you know. Mm -hmm. And after the first two days of the first year mm-hmm. at gate 16, at gate 16, we sat there and go, Oh my Lord. I mean, the lines go from, there's the building in the middle of the gate. Okay. And they have 12 windows and then you have gates on either side. After like the second day, people were just angry because the lines were so long. Yeah. And, and so I had pretty much the same staff. I think all but two people came with me from gate nine. Oh, wow. So I had, I had like two or three assistants, but then we also hired leads. Mm -hmm. You know, the first year, I think we found out that between 50 and 55% of the 2 million people that came in that first year came through our gate. Oh, (laughs) wow. Yikes. So what we did is I looked at Dave and I go, I've got some people that are willing to work a little bit longer. And we sat down and we're like, why don't we, why don't we have like ambassadors Mm -hmm. that, that are out in front of where you're going to buy tickets. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. It didn't work right away. I I don't even know if the first fair we could buy tickets on the phone yet. It might've been the second year that, that that happened. But that's when uh, five different ambassadors, and so that was their job from from seven in the morning till three, and then we would have three people from like three to seven, mm-hmm. and then they would fall back into the gate. But all their job was was just to greet people if they were angry. Hey, what's up? You know, well this this well hey this is what's going on. But what we found out is the minute we put all those people there. The amazing thing was by the time they got to us actually taking the ticket and then myself and all my leads and all my assistants would be on the other side Mm -hmm. after you come in. So we're greeting you like four times Mm -hmm. by the time you're 20 feet inside the gate going, hey, is we apologize. Is everything all right? Yeah, I'm finally in. Oh, hey. We, we so appreciate your patience. But I think just all those levels of showing people that we care, yeah, that we yeah, care yeah. about their time. And we appreciate the fact that they that they want to spend time with us and mm-hmm. and more so they're they're coming to spend money. But by the time they get to us and I mean, would you have some outliers? Yep. 
Sure. Uh, yeah. We wanted the credibility of even the people that were angry. And we're just like, you know what? If something happened, I tell you what. I said, you can do one of two things. You can either take this time to walk up to admin, mm. you know, and I would be very honest with them. I said, you'll kind of cool off, you know, <laughs> in that time. And I would say that very truthfully. Yeah. You know, and if you and if by the time you get there, if it's really in you that you really want to express a complaint, I go, look, we're not perfect. Yeah. We're just we're just people. You know, when once we got the the whole ambassador thing going, mm-hmm. we just that took care of so many. And they're still there now. All yep. that, you know, yeah, um, it's smart. Yeah, yeah it, it just really has really kind of softened the blow, you know, because it's hard to be angry when everybody's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> I mean, you might be mad to one person, but then when you kind of, you know, you keep yeah. throwing sugar at it, you know, <laughs> after a while, they kind of soften up a little bit. Well, and, and you know, there's a plan and you know, someone's in charge and versus just getting in a line and being like, what's happening up there? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? No, exactly. Yeah. And, and and that's where a lot of people say, ooh, stay away from that. No, those are the people you really want to go to because, mm-hmm. hey, everybody, you forget the whole idea of going to the fairs to have fun, mm-hmm. you know, and and the actually the funniest thing ever was our very first year. This guy, and he was way back, way back in the line. I mean, <laughs> the line went from the building, and I bet it had to have been at least a hundred yards around, oh around my. part of the bus, wow. or, you know, wow. one of the bus loops on the on the barricades on the outside. And there was some guy, and he was screaming in the back. Mm. And I had one of my ambassadors come up, and they're like, you know, I don't know what we're going to do, but this guy is just. So I went back there, and. I, this was such an innocent thing in all honesty. (laughs) This was such a, I go back there and I approach the guy and he sees me coming with my, you know, bright shirt on and he's going to give it, I can tell it like 50 yards (laughs) away. He's eyeing me down. You know, I can just about see all the writing of like in the cartoons (laughs) above his head, you know, everything that he's going to hit me with. I get there and I go, it's a great day. I go, <laughs> the sun's out. He goes, I hate lines. Mm. And he said it just like that. I, I cried laughing <laughs> right in front of the guy and everybody around, you know, who's been listening to this guy for 10 minutes. And he goes, what's so funny? I go, how many times have you been to the fair? I come to this fair every blankety blank year and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it, it's, just, I mean, it's just going on. And I said, so when have you ever come to the fair that there's not any line? <laughs> I go, I, I've not approached that yet. I go, I don't, you know. And, and he's like, well, this whole thing is stupid. And I said, so let me ask you this. I said, did you ever get off of Moncomo? And, it, and he goes, yeah. I go, well, was it stupid over there? Yeah. I go, okay. Well, some things never change. You know, I go. And then what and then I went back and I and actually and I thanked him for coming. And his wife was like behind him going, Thank you. <laughs> you know. Well, you tend to feel bad for everybody around. You know, yeah. I mean it's different if you're complaining to, you know, two yeah. or three. But when you're yelling and now you're affecting fifty to a yeah. hundred people around you. Yeah. Yeah. A full on temper tantrum. Yeah. Yeah. And uh and so then I went back and I was inside the gate with all my leads and I kind of paid attention to where they were going. So I made a point to be visible, mm-hmm. you know, when they walked in. And I kind of stood right in the main walk path. 
And, and I, I'm like, Hey, thanks for coming in. Thanks for coming. And people that had saw me go out there, they're like, Oh, thank you. He, he never, he didn't say anything after you left. Wow. You oh, know? Wow. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's good. And then when we came by, then the guy apologized to me. Oh, wow. You know, he says, you know, I just, it just felt like we weren't moving. I said, yeah, no, I get yeah. it. I get it. But I said, unfortunately, I told him the truth. I said, you're coming on Labor Day Saturday. <laughs> oh my goodness. You know, I uh, go, yeah. this happens to be. It's always going to be this always, way. <laughs> it's either the busiest day or the second busiest day, yeah. depending on how the weather is on Sunday. Right. Yeah. Well, then I found out that after he had left, I found out he was a vet. And so the next year I saw him again. Mm. You and know. you remembered him. Well, well yeah. <laughs> he no, made an and, impression. No, well, because we were greeting everybody. And I go, hey, thanks for coming back. And I said, and came back on the second Saturday again. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, okay, well, it's, you know, not, now it's on you. You right, know, it's right. just, but I said, you know, if you come on Tuesday, that's Military Appreciation Day. And he goes, I didn't even know you had military appreciation day. Mm. Really? And I said, yeah. And I said, I guarantee you, if you come on that day, I said, unfortunately, it's not as well attended as you would like it to be, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. but it's, but you aren't going to have, you know, half these people. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm going to do that. And so the next year, that was the third year then, you know, mm -hmm. and I saw him and he came on military appreciation day and, and I saw him again the fourth year. Oh my gosh. You know, and I haven't seen him obviously since I went into the food building, but, yeah, yeah. but that's the nice thing about the fair. Mm -hmm. It's you see some of these people every year <laughs> and then they have kids and then, and you then see you see them grow <laughs> and now their kids are having kids. And it's yeah. like, so I mean that, yeah. You it, know, Jim, what impresses me about the story is that after those first two days, I mean, this is a brand new thing and you're funneling hundreds and hundreds of people and it's not going well. The fair did let you brainstorm mm. and did let you change the way things were. They were agreeable to making some changes. I'm, I'm impressed with that. I really am. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, and again, I, Dave Woodis, who's my boss at the time, you know, Dave was like, Hey, whatever it is, that's going to make it easier in the end. Yeah, you know, just yeah. just for everybody. And that's why the, the collaborative effort, you know, like you had said, it was a labor of love. Yeah. Okay. You know, people forget if you can spend even an hour making somebody happy, mm -hmm. what it not only what it does for them, but what it does to you. And if and if all, that's all you're doing at the fair and those of us that know it and love it, mm -hmm. that's exactly what you're doing. Okay, so how many years were you at to the Gate 16 Transit Hub gate? Four years. Four years. And yep. then what, how did you transition to the food building? Like, what's the story there? Um, actually, about a month and a half before the 2018 fair, okay. uh, Lori Sohn, who was Dave's assistant, was like his secretary, passed away from pancreatic cancer. Oh. And... And it, it hit quick. I mean, mm. you know, from the time she was actually diagnosed to when she passed July 7th, I want to say is two or three months, oh, wow. you know, I mean, it just, you know, and I had a sister back in 2001 that passed away from that at 47. She lasted mm. two weeks. Oh my gosh. You know? And so it, it our whole department was just kind of devastated. Mm. And Lori was really kind of 
she was, I won't even say kind of, she was the glue that mm. the kind of kept everybody together, kind of kept everybody happy, kind of kept all the chaos, kind of prevented us from falling off the bridge, you know, wherever, <laughs> which way all these men she was working with and trying mm. to do that. And after, and, and so we worked the 2018 fair. And then after that, I was kind of like, you know, I just, I missed, I missed, well, I did. I mean, I missed her. She was like a big sister to me. Mm -hmm. And I think after that, I was kind of like, man, I just, I kind of want to do something different. And I was talking with Pam Simon, you know, one of the, one of the deputy assistants and, and she's like, Hey, you know, there's a superintendent of the food building in the beer garden. You know, there were probably four or five people that I talked to and think, Oh, you don't, you know, you don't want that. You don't mm. want to, you don't want to have to deal with the vendors. You know, the vendors don't care and every blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but then I kind of went back into the, when I first got to gate nine, mm. you know, thinking, well, why, why is there all, I, it didn't, it didn't yeah. make any sense. I'm like, why would the fair be beautiful? Except this little area over here that everybody said no. So I, I love said, that attitude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I went ahead and I said, "Yeah, you know what? I'll take it. You know, I'll I'll dive in." And when I get, you know, when I got there and met, you know, and a lot of the vendors, oh, hi, how you doing? But if they don't know, it takes a while, you know, to get to, <laughs> to trust somebody. To and you, didn't, you didn't know any of these vendors before you started at the superintendent of the food building. Um, no. I you really, didn't I really okay. didn't know anybody out of the, I think I have 33 or 34 vendors, you know, like mm-hmm. in my book mm-hmm. that I take care of, including there's a couple outside, not the mm-hmm. four anchors on the building, but then there's a couple out on the street like the too. Smoothies and the- we should clarify too, you know, for people who aren't familiar with that building. So there's the food building that we think of with all the food vendors, but it is also connected to the area that is called the garden and we call the beer garden. Yeah. And then there's the care 11 health fair. And then kind of like smudged in between there is the ballpark cafe. But that's, that's, that whole area is one building essentially. Correct. Do you interface with the guys from the ballpark or are they a totally separate entity? I hate Dan and Dave. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 Those two losers, you know, (laughs) no, uh, they, I absolutely love those guys. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, no, it's in, in really, to be honest with you, they're not they're not like under my umbrella of mm-hmm. vendors that that I have in there but but I respect those guys on what they do so much that yeah. I just include them in and I said you know just tell me what you need if yeah, you don't have yeah. time for it and, and, and honestly when you started talking about the four vendors on four corners yeah I go I had to stop and think of which all who do you know are. who they are I know okay well let's see El Sol 1919 root beer yeah the brownies oven Baked brownies, and then used to be Axel's and is now the gas station. Yeah. Yay! Yep. I get my little mini corn dogs that I adore. <laughs> Arne, I should have brought my book with me that had like all the sheets of paper you get for the day, the, whatever the the trivia question for the day yeah, is yeah, and all yeah, yeah. you know. The daily news. Yep. And mm. uh and so every morning when I get that, um, I, I never give I never give that job to anybody. I want to do it because that's my interface. Oh sure. Because I don't necessarily see all the owners every day. Sure. And so, but so you that's hand out the daily news every to, day. To, to I go up your way. Of, I yeah. go up and make sure. Hey, how how was it yesterday? How you know were there that's any awesome. issues? And I do that to every single vendor. You know, hey, how's everything going? You know, and that's my job. 
even to the two losers. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I think part of it is when you're walking all the time. I average 35,000 steps a day. Oh, wow. In the food building. In the food building. And, <laughs> wow. and just outside the food building. Yeah. I'm constantly talking to anybody and everybody because you want that line of communication there. Um, How many people do you hire for the food building? Because you're not hiring people who are working at individual food booths. No. You're hiring people to help you with the building. So my first year um, in 2019, I had 28 people. Oh, wow. And really? Well, but but if you think about it, so it's 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 sanitation. Mm, it's okay. a, it's well, let me phrase it. It's sanitation, but it's customer service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's me, you know, <laughs> and well, and actually last year, the very first day of the fair last year, our floor scrubber broke. Oh. I come back the next morning and it looked like the Coliseum. It, lo- it looked like mud everywhere. And I'm like, what the heck? And I go over and I couldn't get the floor scrubber to start. So I had to hand mop the whole building. Oh, my gosh. Well, I threw out my back. Oh. I threw out my back. And and so I made it through Thursday. I made it through Friday. And I made it till about 4 or 5 o'clock on Saturday. And I could hardly move. And so so I called up up, uh, my boss and I just go, you know, I, I can't. I can't do it. And so I was gone. The next day, I mean, in fact, I was down at Tria Urgent Care, you oh. know, trying to get fixed and gave me some good meds, you know, and, <laughs> and I, was, I was back raring to go on Monday. But because I had developed such a good rapport with the vendors, yeah. they knew exactly what I did. They went around, they made sure all the trash was getting done. They made sure that, you know, Aww, that my great. staff and, you know, I got my staff to work well with them. And it's a well-oiled machine now. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't, unfortunately, I don't have enough. So kind of to go circle back mm-hmm. to your 28 people, mm-hmm. that's for both the inside of both the garden, mm-hmm. the food building, and the plaza court that's in between myself oh, yeah. and the yeah. sky ride. Yep. You know, that yes. whole court yep. in there. So that year- There's like the key lime pie stand and the smoothie yep. stand. and, and yep. the, Yeah. All that stuff. And it worked absolutely fabulous. And then COVID hit. Mm-hmm. I think I had six people last two years ago. In 2021, I had six people oh. down from 28. Oh, wow. And then I had, I ended up, I finished with 10 people last year. Wow. And so I, so I can't Holy do cow. outside. I don't have enough people. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think the average person goes in there and thinks you flick on a switch and <laughs> all your fryers are ready and mm-hmm. all the food is ready. I mean, they have no idea of the prep. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I take the job so seriously and promote all of them, these are all small businesses. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the machine. Yeah. You know, it's 1,500, 2,000 small businesses that are trying to make it work. Yeah. You know? yeah. So what are some of your top favorite things that you like to eat in the food building? I won't ask you for one favorite because I know. <laughs> you know, I have Sarah's pies every year. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Which one? Like the blueberry lemon is one of my favorites. Yeah. You know, I just, I have to be honest. I don't think I turn <laughs> any of them away, you know, yeah. but, but no, but I, I try to honestly eat a, a little bit. I can't eat everybody in one year. So I didn't, I didn't quite get through everybody so far mm-hmm. on there. Sure. You know, Hey, 
um, Max Burgers, you mm-hmm. know, pierogies are awesome. Yeah. I go down to Fawad, I get, you know, the euros down there. I mm-hmm. get the wild rice burger. I oh, get yeah. the spaghetti. I, <laughs> you know, I get so many things. It's hard to find a, a favorite, yeah, so to yeah. speak. So it's hallowed tradition or bizarre ritual. So tell us something that you have to do every year at the fair. I'm trying to think. Hey, there's so many. I'm trying to I'm trying to pick out exactly what one would be. You know, as as weird as this sounds, it kind of goes back to the question you'd asked me about getting around the fair. You know, it's like I did my gig, I'm gonna take a little bit and just go and just walk and just see what's going on. That that to me uh is I just get a lot of just again it's just memories mm, that okay. just you know that just pop into your head and i mean yeah i could get in my car you know pre-fair and drive around and do it but it's not the same as really walking it and seeing mm-hmm. it and smelling it you know and people are making <laughs> and things and, and talking to the people <laughs> i just really i've that's that to me has just always been kind of just a highlight it's and your then, precursor for the, to get ready for the fair yeah i would say that's probably the biggest thing that, that yeah that's tradition awesome. kind of that I go yeah. through. <laughs> okay. And then our second segment is stump the info booth lady. So what do you have that you can stump us with? Okay. You look I, excited. <laughs> well, well, here, here's the thing. And, and I, I went to as a reliable source as <laughs> I can think of. So here's the question back, back in the day, every department, had a different shirt. Oh yeah. So treasury was gold. Greenhouse was green. Um, sanitation was red back then. I believe blue was admissions, I believe, you know, but every department kind of had it. You know, I remember there was a purple color shirt, orange, I think, but that's how you knew mm-hmm. what area that person worked in. Mm-hmm. What year did that stop? Okay, I'm going to tell you my guess. I, Kathy, I think, is our best hope here. But <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, so my first year working at the fair, like for the fair proper, and it was the year of the corn doggus eternus, and we all had those heinous brown t-shirts. With a corn dog, <laughs> with a corn dog. Yes. A I loved torch. the slogan, but oh, the color of those shirts. And I kind of feel like I heard people talk about that that was the change. I, I I'm not 100% confident, but that would be my guess, I Kathy. Would, I would agree. Corn dog is Eternus. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Margie's throwing up her hands. She so what year, no, it was during it was during the Olympics. You're right. Well, if it, it was, was during the corn the dog. Olymp- it was the corn dog was like the uh, Olympic torch. No, <laughs> it, <laughs> it was. was. It was. You're right. I still have it. I still it have that. It sounds awful. So would it have been 2000 then? Because that was the what year of the Olympics. Then? I'm going to say it's either 99, 2000, or 2001. What's your guess? uh, 1994. So the answer that I was given, (laughs) I was told the answer was 2008. I thought it was 1998. But but I was told 2008. No chance. No. Well, here's the only reason. We had those blue shirts. That actually said, I love this job. And I like my Prano pups. I mean, oh, I. They were state for shirts, but they had they a different were, slogan. They were on more the back. of a more of a blue. Navy this is, blue azure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and it used to be a different color every year. Yes. So like I had a brown one, I had a lime green one, I had a 
So 2008 maybe is when we went to the... To the blue. Yeah. Well, where everybody went to blue. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been amazing. (laughs) We could talk, I'm confident, for hours more. (laughs) Jim, you're an interesting man with an interesting history at the fair. (laughs) Like I said, in all honesty, those those of us that, that love the fair... It is, it's one of those things that, seriously, you can. You could go on because one story leads to another, and then you think of five <laughs> others, and then pretty soon it's three days later and you haven't slept, you know? Like, right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. This Thank has been a lot so of fun. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a blast. <laughs> We've well, thank you. It. Thanks, thank Jim. Because we're the Info Booth ladies, the Info Booth ladies, in sun or rain. For all 12 days of the greatest get-together in Minnesota State, the Info Booth ladies, the Info Booth ladies. For any question, when you need direction, we'll get you on your way. Because we're here for that. And there's probably a map for that Far better than an app for that Say it with me You need Kristen And Kathy 